You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Well, the freaking God! We're back on the Pipeline Show, continuing on with the uh, the last of the 2019 draft spotlight segments before uh, this Friday and Saturday's uh, NHL entry draft. Uh, another goaltender uh, coming up, and he's from the WHL which means it's an in-the-dub segment brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. Stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League by checking out dubnetwork.ca. And my guest today, goaltender with the Vancouver Giants, that's Trent Miner. Welcome to the Pipeline Show, Trent. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, not a problem at all. I remember this time last year I had your uh, your partner, and David Teddeck, uh, right before the draft as well, and things worked out pretty well for him. Uh, so maybe uh, similar for you with the draft. Coming up on Friday, are you getting excited about the draft? And all honesty, I haven't thought too much about. It. I mean, when you think about it, I get too excited, but I haven't been stressing about it too much. I've been pretty pretty busily occupied with everything else so far. Well, and that's where I was going to go next. Is just what are you doing right now? I mean, the draft is on Friday, but the the, the Giants played well into uh, into May this year because you got to the WHL final. Since then, have you had a little bit of downtime? You've been able to to rest and recuperate, or? Like some guys, you get right back into the gym and start preparing for next year. Well, no, in all honesty, I was home for by the time I drove home from Vancouver, I was home for a week and then went to Buffalo for the uh, combine for the week, mm-hmm. and then came back. Was home for three days, and then went to Calgary for the goalie uh, development camp, and then I've been home for a week, and then I'm heading out again. So really, not not a whole lot of rest. You haven't been able to you know, put your feet up and. And take some time off. Does that come after the draft, or are you going to be uh, just right back into the gym again then? I'm pretty sure I'll be right back into it because <laughs> as soon as I got home, I wrote my uh, my exams, and when I was in the gym or rather in school, so just uh, I like to keep busy. Wow. Uh, all right. I, usually, we, when I talk to players, I ask about the most current events, and for the Giants, that would have been the playoffs. But as you mentioned, you've been busy, so maybe the, let's talk about the Hockey Canada goalie camp uh, this past summer. What was that experience like for you? It was pretty awesome because there was there was the goalies that I've read about, heard about, and hear about. And we hear about Taylor Gauthier being so great. And it's just nice to see why why everyone says that, and I can agree with them now. That I I see why what everyone likes about him so much. How many goalies were there? Um, I think there was twenty six in total. Well, that's a lot of goaltenders. Yeah, there was uh, five. Or was it, it was five oh ones, five oh ohs, four. Uh, 02s and then 12 um, 03s. Okay, so they mix up the age groups uh, a lot like that. And lots of goalie coaches there, obviously. Uh, pretty good camp, though? Yeah, no, it was a great experience. Definitely some stuff I haven't worked on before, and it was great to learn it and just add it to my repertoire. Excellent. Right before that was the NHL Combine. Uh, and how about that experience? Uh, I know I, I've talked to a lot of players on this show, and some guys uh, were more nervous about the interviews than they were about the workouts. Uh, but yeah, that's got to be either both of those have to be a little intimidating, don't they? I mean, you could walk into a hotel room and some uh, NHR Hockey Hall of Fame guys uh, across the table or NHL GMs, uh, all these guys you see on TV, or the physical testing with uh, all the cameras in your face. So, w- which was tougher for you? Uh, it's hard to say. Like, I, I know for my first meeting I had, I went in there and I, I know just going into it, I was a little nervous just because you don't you don't know what to expect. It, but once I got the First one out of the way, they all seemed pretty good. Mm. Uh, the, the testing was the testing. I mean, I had, a, I, I had a week to prepare for it, so it was kind of give it all you got because you haven't had much to prepare for it. So I wouldn't say I was too nervous going into the week. I just, I just wanted to do good, and 
I think I was pretty happy with my results. Trent, how many uh, actual interviews did you uh, end up having? I think I had uh, about a dozen. Well, that's a good number. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty good amount. Uh, does any one uh, stand out for you uh, for for good or bad reason? Um, not really. Like I haven't just looking back at it. None of them were like blew out in my mind where I was crying, scratching at the door, trying to get out. <laughs> like they were all. They're all pretty good for the most part. All right, good. Uh, Trent Miner is my guest, plays for the Vancouver Giants in the Western Hockey League. Uh, let's look back at the season, uh, Trent, and uh, obviously a pretty good one uh, for you and for the Giants. Uh, your regular season, really strong for the team, uh, ended up winning the uh, BC division. You get all the way to the WHL final, lose in overtime in Game 7 of the final. That's got to be a heartbreak. But at the same time, to see the team come back from a 3-1 deficit, I mean, that was a pretty impressive uh, comeback in that series. It just fell a goal short. Yeah. Well, especially being down 3-1, it was kind of like there was a lot of people thinking, oh, this series is over. We can start packing our bags, going, getting ready for the Raiders to go to Halifax. But for us to come back in that, in that way we did and lose by one shot, it says a lot about who, how tight of a team we were this year. Trent, tell me about your season uh, and your, your regular season numbers. Both you and David, uh, your, your partner in Vancouver, David Tendek, uh, I mean, you were top five in goaltender stats uh, for most of the season, uh, and you ended up uh, having a 198 goals against average, a 924 safe percentage, 24 wins in 32 games. I can't imagine that uh, things could have gone a whole lot better for you this year. No, I was really happy with everything. Not just obviously like the, the stats are are just t- telling you, but I think personally, like I know I took big steps in my in my game, not just on the ice too, but just like the mental side of things and just understanding why why things are done a certain way and just being more professional as well. Why do you think that is? Just because it was year two in the league for you and you'd kind of been through it once? I think a lot of it has to be being partnered with Dave. Like Dave was Dave was like a big brother to me. He was at, at one point he was picking on me <laughs> and I was picking on him and then at the same point we were helping each other and fighting for each other. Like there was there was no point in the year that I was thinking I need to take during that game so I can start. It was I need to help help you and then you'll help me because we knew that to where we got it wouldn't have just been Dave having an outstanding year or me having an outstanding year we knew it was going to be the both of us together I'm always interested to hear about that relationship between goaltenders because you're both fighting for the starting position you both want to be starters he's got a year experience on you but basically I mean he played 38 games you played 32 or at least got into those number of games you basically Mm -hmm. split the season um, but no, there's, I mean, uh, friendly competition, but competition nonetheless. Is that, uh, it kind of pushes both of you to be better. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I said, just like an older brother. Yeah, he'd beat on me and he'd be on me too. Or I beat on him too. Uh, Trent Miner of the Vancouver Giants, uh, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, Trent, what we like to do in this part of the show is let my audience get to know somebody that's in your position, being that you are a draft eligible player this year. And, uh, my audience is across North America, so there'll be people in the States or out East that don't follow the dub at all and won't know who Trent Miner is. So for those people, let's get a bit of background. Where are you from? I'm uh, originally from Surf, Manitoba, a town of uh, 2,000 people. And then I moved to Brennan, which is a population of uh, 50,000 people. All right. And uh, have you always been a goaltender? Do you remember how old you were when you first started playing in net? I think I started playing in net when I was in Timbits. But I know growing up in a small town, there was never enough players on the team to have uh, two goalies. Right. So I I played forward defense and wherever else they needed to, to throw me in for uh, 
until my Bantam draft, which would have been, what was that, four years ago now? So it wasn't until four years ago where you were playing goaltender full-time, like all the time? Yeah. Holy cow, that yeah. is... that. You don't hear that very often. Is that serious? <laughs> uh, like, what attracted you to the position in the first place, and 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 uh, and kept you there? Well, in all honesty, I think it started with when we grew up with the older brothers that we played a lot of road hockey, and then when it was uh, really cold, that no one else wanted to go on that. So I think <laughs> I think we could figure out who, uh, just by age, who ended up playing goalie, and then uh, and then I just fell in love with it from there. Yeah, nobody likes to play goal in road hockey because um, you get those orange rubber balls or whatever they are that you guys use, and uh, they get a little cold and hard uh, in the winter, and uh, maybe you get some rocks uh, beating shot at you as well. And Road hockey goaltender is not a lot of fun, is it? Well, and I know for us, we would play from 4 o'clock when we got home from school until 9 o'clock when my mom told us to go to bed. And there, there, there was a couple of incidents, but... But we all forgot about this. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right, let's go uh, take me to the Bantam draft and what that experience was like for you. I, I know I, when I talk to players, a lot of the guys get to stay home from school and, and uh, follow it along that way. Other guys are in school with their phones and, and trying to uh, see where they get taken. Uh, now, you didn't have to wait all that long, 20th overall in 2016 by the Giants, uh, uh, end of the first round. Um, what was draft day like for you? Yeah, for me, I stayed home. I uh, I wasn't I wasn't too sure what was gonna happen, and I remember just sitting there watching it. We had hooked up to the TV, and I was watching with my mom. And when the Giants called us, we looked at each other, and we we're just kind of su- like surprised in a good way. We we're just like, "Well, that was that's it. That's what we were waiting for." And it was it was it was worth the excitement that we had at the time. Well, I imagine it was. Now, Vancouver, you couldn't play that much further away from home. Uh, you know, maybe Portland or Prince George or something, but it's a long way uh, from. Uh, Manitoba to uh, Vancouver. What was your initial feeling about that? Having knowing you'd be leaving uh, home and going that far. And all honesty, I wasn't I wasn't too upset about it. I knew that either way, wherever I went, besides Brian, there was going to be travel for my family to come see me. I mean, it it sucks being far away that you can't see your family as much. But I also like living in a different culture and just seeing what it's like to live in the big city like that. Yeah, I, and I've talked to some players who uh, maybe come from Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver, some of the big cities, and go to Swift Current or Brandon or you know Prince Albert or something like that, and they talk about a culture shock. Does it happen the other way too when you go from small town to the big city? Yeah, I would say there's 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 certain amounts of it. Um, I would say just the way... Just like going into a school, you you even do this anywhere in, in service. You go to school, and there would be pickup trucks and <laughs> beaters in the parking lot. But you don't see that too much in Vancouver. <laughs> I don't imagine. No, no, no. Trent Miner is my guest here on the Pipeline Show in the 2019 Draft Spotlight segment. Tell me how you've sort of evolved as a goaltender over the last couple of years, Trent. What's the where where in your performance or in your style of play in your development? What's changed the most? I'd probably have to say being more patient and uh, maturity about it, trusting myself more that waiting to see where the shot's going instead of just dropping down and reaching, I'm able to, like this year, I was able to make some stand-up saves, which you don't see a lot, but one that stands out was against Prince Albert. I saw one guy coming down the wall and shooting it, and it was a one-on-one play, and I just remember just standing and being able to catch it. And it was just something like that just took up to me that I'm able, I've been able to mature and just not make a, get pressured into making a move before I understand what's happening. Now I know uh, for goaltenders, a lot of guys they get really personal with their uh, their the paint job on their mask and, and maybe their number uh, something like that. Now you wear thirty one. We kind of chatted about that before we started. Nothing really special 
about number 31. What about your mask? You got a special paint job on there that, that means something? Yeah, I think I, uh, I kind of just went a little, uh, old school style. I threw, uh, I threw, uh, road, ho- like, uh, ice hockey on the one side up in the mountain, just to kind of the simple, classy look. And then on the other side, I, uh, I put in the touch of Vancouver. I put in the, um, golden, uh, golden, uh, ears bridge. And then, and then the rest was kind of just, uh, simplified around the city of Vancouver on the back. I put a uh, Chinook and then uh, the logo on the top. Okay. Now, nothing, and again, nothing special about 31 for you, but uh, you were telling me you, you did something else. Uh, the number 58, uh, what was that for again? That's for my uh, summer league team. <laughs> yeah, we uh, get to pick, pick our numbers and I'll the most random one I can find. Now, when you're playing summer league, are you are you still playing in net or are you, uh, I know some guys, maybe it's ball hockey or something, but the goalies, uh, when they're playing goalie in the winter, they don't want to play in the same position uh, in the summer. What about for you? I think, uh, I think quoting playing out when four years ago kind of dropped me off for the level I'm playing at now to, <laughs> to, to play out with those guys from something in that. I can't, I still can't get over it. You've only been playing full time net for, for four years. That, uh, that is unusual for sure. I mean, at, to some degree, do you think you're still just kind of scratching the surface of what you can do then? I don't know. It's hard to say that. I think playing out definitely helped me a lot in, in my career, just understanding like what guys are looking for and just like growing up in a small town with a small team, I got lots of ice time. So I think I was able to just look at what's going on around me and not just stuck in the paint. Hmm. So I think that would probably, I, I think playing out helped me a lot, so just my skating as well. well that's a good point. Uh, Trent, let's wrap up with the, the NHL draft. Has it been something that you've uh, thought much about over the course of the season? No, honestly, I tried not to because I find that the more you think about something, the more you try chasing it. And just like anything else that you chase, it runs away. So I think I just tried to, just try to do my own thing. And, and it's a, it's, the draft is an outcome of how you play in the season. You can't get drafted if you don't play well. So I think I just tried to focus on my year and just handle that. Well, you know that the scouts have been in the building watching the Giants all year. Obviously, Bowen Byram has attracted a lot of uh, eyes, and uh, the, the guys in the stands with the, the black coats and the, and the notepads all the time. Um, so they've been able to watch uh, both of you play over the course of the year. I should ask you, from your perspective, you get to practice with them and, and, and against them in practice all the time. What makes Bowen uh, special? I probably have to say how enthusiastic and open he is. Like, he... He's always out there trying to get better, and he's just having lots of fun too. At the same point, there's there's sometimes where he's a goalie's worst nightmare because he's shooting pucks at you from the corner, but at the same time, he knows he's just you know he's just trying to joke around and have a good time. So I think he's a great leader, and everyone can uh, build off him. Uh, lastly, uh, growing up in Manitoba, I mean, were the Jets your team growing up, or or did you have uh, a connection to, to another team that uh, was your favorite as a kid? No, no, actually, Oilers were my favorite team growing up. I'm sorry, who was it? The Oilers. Yeah, the Oilers were. Well, I have to ask. I mean, I'm into Edmonton. Um, they're not my team, but the Oilers have been terrible more often than not for the last 15 years. What's the attraction to the Oilers? Well, I remember I just I loved watching the Emski Cogliano wearing a mark that those eras, and then when uh, Dubnik showed up there, I kind of I always loved watching Dubnik, even though he struggled. I always enjoyed watching him, and then I kind of just I went to Rexall for a game. Uh, against the Kings before Christmas, and I just fell in love with it all. Nice. So when the uh, Giants come through Edmonton, do you ha- kind of have that game circled on your calendar a bit? Well, I mean, you get you get to play in Rogers Arena, so I'm pretty sure if you cheer for the, red, for the Flames, I think anyone 
Playing at Rogers Arena gets pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, well, Trent, listen, I really appreciate you making time for the Pipeline Show today. Uh, best luck at the draft, whatever happens there, and uh, we'll see you when the uh, Oil Kings and the Giants get together next year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was Trent Miner of the Vancouver Giants. Had a really impressive season. Uh, and, yes, th- there was a good team in front of them, and I know there will, you always have to take that into consideration. It, it, it's fair to do that, but at the same time, you have to give credit to the goaltenders. The team is really successful. It's really good because the goaltenders are also good. They're not just riding on the coattails of a team in front of them. Uh, the Giants had two good ones, David Tendek and uh, and Trent Miner, much like you know the Everett Silvertips in years past. Last year, Carter Hart and Dustin Wolf. You see Dustin Wolf continuing to have that sort of uh, success this year. It's because he's a good goaltender. So I think you have to uh, give credit to uh, to Miner and to Tendek. Uh, that they're not just riding on the coattails uh, of what is a, a pretty decent team in front of them. All right, one more goaltender to get to. It is the final 2019 draft spotlight segment of a season 14 here on the Pipeline Show, and it is another goaltender. His name is Henry Wilder, and I think you're really going to like this conversation. He says it's the first interview he's ever done. Lucky to have it on the Pipeline Show. That's next after this. Hi, it's Colton Point of the Carlton Place Canadians. Hey, it's Matthew Barnaby of the Pembroke Lumber Kings. Hello, it's Matthew Seaton here from the Sandback Pistons. Hey, it's Nick Campoli from the North York Rangers. Giant Iconic here. I'm Dante Fabro of the Penticton Bees. Hi, this is Dennis Chalofsky playing for the Chilliwack Chiefs. Hey, it's Kale McCarr of the Brooks Bandits. I'm Jacob Bernard Docker of the Oak Oaks Oilers. Nicholas Jones of the Sherwood Park Crusaders. This is Cody Kunick, formerly played for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Kevin Kahn, former Spruce Grove Saint. I'm Brandon Hickey, former member of the Spruce Grove Saints. This is David Glenn of the Spruce Grove Saints. Hi, this is Ian Mitchell of the Spruce Grove Saints, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. NHLers Kyle Turris wow, and Duncan Keith Score! and future NHLers Tyson Jost and Dante Favreau all took the campus route. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 